Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Good morning, church in Melbourne. My name's Jonathan. I have been a pastor ordained as a Christian city church uh, church plant, and I live in Melbourne. I've completed a certificate for in Christian ministry and biblical studies. I'm not here to say that I'm a pastor or a preacher. I'm a kingdom ambassador, and so are you. We need to tear back the veils of religion. We need to start to do what Jesus said and obey his words. We show ourselves as his disciples by obeying him. The first thing a Christian needs to do is to repent. We need to produce good works in keeping with repentance. You know, Jesus commanded us to, to wash each other's feet, but we don't seem to do that. He commanded us to build our house on the rock. And so Melbourne Underground Church is a response to a call that God gave me 20 years ago in the year 2000. I had a special season. I was spending four months alone at a beach house in Blair Gowrie, and I was reading the Bible ferociously for three, four hours a day. And the Lord told me that, he said, my sheep will come to you. They are not your sheep. They are precious to me. And so 20 years later, I feel the call and it was two years ago in around 2018 when God started to speak to me prophetically about a new move of God. He said to me that Pentecostalism is over. He said that he's moved outside the four walls of the church. He said that there was a mixture of the political spirit and the religious spirit in the church. This is nothing against the church. I love the church. I tithe. I attend my church. I've always served in the church, whether it was preaching or meeting leading, or I was a new Christian counselor for six years and ran the cafe for three years. We had 10 times, my wife and I had 10 times the growth in the cafe. When we took it over, we were doing $60 a week. And when we handed it back three years later, we were doing six to $700 a week. So we love serving in the church. But Jesus warned us to beware of the yeast or the teaching of the Pharisees and of Herod. So the Pharisees' teaching is religion and Herod's teaching is politics. We don't hear anyone really giving a good exegesis of this scripture. But 
what I can say in this short introduction is that we must weed out of our minds any unbelief. The religious spirit will push the kingdom back and it'll disqualify you from your true identity. You see, the religious spirit was always resisting Jesus' likeness with God. You see, Jesus made himself to be like God. Now, this is the battle that the devil has been throwing at mankind, in fact, even since before mankind. The devil wanted to be like God. He said in Isaiah 14 and in Ezekiel that he would exalt himself above the throne of God, that he would be like the Most High. He was kicked out of heaven for that reason. Man then, Adam, was created in the image of God. Man was created. You and I were created like God. Talk about a, a punch in the guts for the devil. So we were given rulership over the earth. We were given ownership of the earth. We became the original land lords. We are the kings of the earth. God is the king of heaven. And so the Bible says in Psalm 115, heaven belongs to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind. The greatest revelation that the devil has attacked in this planet and in Christianity is our likeness with God. You and I and everyone we meet, we're all made in the image of God. We're all leaders. We're all called, but few are chosen. And so the religious spirit wanted to crucify Jesus for making himself to be like God. He made himself like God by saying that God was his father. He made himself like God by saying that he could forgive sins. Now, Jesus spoke the same words about you and I. He gave you and I the power, the authority to forgive sins. He said to Mary when he rose from the dead and he met her outside of the tomb, he said, I go to my father and your father, my God and your God. So really, the kingdom message is re-inclusion of mankind into the Godhead. <laughs> I know that sounds really sacrilegious, and I know that the Trinity, which is a relatively new doctrine, it didn't come about until about 400 AD. And I believe that God is three in one. But Jesus said, Father, I pray that they would be one as we are one. So don't argue with me, argue with Jesus who said that he wants you to be one. So Jesus is actually saying it's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit and his bride and his church. He even prayed that we would share in the glory the fullness, that is, of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit that they had in the beginning. Paul says to Timothy, if we suffer with Jesus, we will also reign with him. 
In 1 Corinthians 6, Paul says, Do you not know that you will judge the angels? In Zechariah 3, the Lord said to Joshua, the high priest, he said, If you will walk in my ways, you will judge my courts. And the most shocking one for me is in Revelation chapter 3, where Jesus writes to his beloved church, and he says, If you overcome, you will sit on my throne. What? (laughs) He said, you will sit on my throne as my father allowed me to sit on his throne. So I just want you to know, whether you like it or not, whether I get persecuted or not, the movement of the spirit of the God of heaven and earth on the earth today, his movement, is revealing this final revelation that we are one with God, that you and I are called to be gods on the earth. Now, the one difference is we are not worthy to be worshipped. We are not God, capital G. Don't get worried here. You see, God is the high and lofty one, but he dwells with those who are humble and contrite in heart. So unlike the devil, we don't want to exalt our throne above God. No, no, we want to exalt God's throne. The reason you don't have to worry is because we are a new creation. We are already one with God. He has already given us his name. He's given us his keys. He's given us his spirit. We have the mind of Christ. The Bible says that we need no one to teach us. And so Melbourne Underground Church isn't about me, you know, teaching you. It's about the Father moving in to your life. He wants to move in. He's he's sick of the, the walls of the church because Man thinks that he's building the church in a lot of cases. But Jesus was very clear and delineated a line. He said, I will build my church. And I hear that as a hands-off. Jesus is building his church. I'm not building his church. In fact, he makes it very specific what my responsibility and your responsibility is. He says, I give you the keys to the kingdom. So your responsibility is the expansion, I said expansion, of the government of God on the earth. Now listen to me. The government of God is where the governor is. The governor is the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, it says in Romans, you are his. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you're not his. And so really, the message of the kingdom and the role of preaching the kingdom is where it's at. You need to tell people not only about Jesus, but you need to tell people that they are a son of God, that they're the ruling class citizens on the earth, that God is wanting to re-include them in Not only the Godhead, but in his eternal plan 
to populate and dominate the earth. You see, Revelation chapter 21 says that God will be with man on the earth. That's the end result. We're in a brief moment here where the Gentiles are being grafted into the vine. We're the wild olive tree and we are being grafted in. We think it's all about us, but this is just a moment. This is just a blip in history to get the church ready for the Israelites to come in because the two will become one. And the other two that are going to become one is the earth and heaven. The earth and heaven must come together. The new Jerusalem will come down from heaven and God will dwell with man, it says in Revelation 21. And so I want to invite you to allow God to move into your house. Now, you can still go to an above-ground church, but what God showed me, and this was a long time ago, you can have a look at my website, melbourneundergroundchurch.com. I've been writing about this for years. You can look at Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I've created almost 100 episodes that talk about this coming move of God. And now, you know, two or three years later, we're hearing people like Emma Stark, Dutch Sheets, Major Prophets, Lana Vasa, Kevin Zadai. They're saying the same thing. But if you go and look in the archives, I've been saying this because the Lord has been preparing me for this. Who would have thought when I registered melbourneundergroundchurch.com that it would be illegal to meet at a so-called above-ground church? You know, we literally by circumstances have been forced, at least in Melbourne. Melbourne has the most extreme lockdowns in the world at the moment. We have to meet in our homes. But this is what God told me. It's a move of the Spirit and it's a move of glory. Because in your homes, you won't be restricted by politics or by religion. I want to encourage all of the members to come and listen to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast, to be part of the gloryservices.tv. And I'm going to have training materials. We're going to partner with Warrior Church. And we're going to utilize their training materials. But God wants to move in. You see, the Bible says that the train of his robe fills the temple with glory. So when God starts to come, allow him to continue to come until he fills your temple. That's your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so don't stop in your meetings. Don't stop until, don't stop when you feel the presence of God. You know, we've been conditioned in our above ground churches to stop when we feel the presence. But I'm telling you, there is no limit to heaven. He pours out the spirit without measure. Why don't you worship and praise until you can't move? I'm telling you, the limit is with you. And that is the most empowering thing I can say whether it's yourself on your own with you know, upper room worship playing, whether it's you and your mum, or whether you have a hundred people in your home, why don't you just give yourselves over to the realm of heaven? Keep worshipping him. Don't strive, but be led by his spirit. There's a beautiful teaching 
available on YouTube where Kevin Zadai interviews Sister Ruth Part 1. I've been archiving and backing up a lot of these messages, including from Kevin on YouTube. I've been downloading them and backing them up just in case they disappear because of what's happening in the earth in these days. But God wants to come and keep coming. God wants to move and keep moving. And what I want you to expect is expect heaven to come to earth in your bedroom, in your house, in your Melbourne underground church. Expect your neighbors to want to come. Expect people to be healed. When you pray for people, they will be healed because the blood of Jesus is enough. You don't have to do it. It's not you doing it. God will enforce his word. You just need to speak the word. And so when the glory starts to come, when the presence starts to come, don't stop. You know, part of it is our flesh and our mind not being used to the glory. We need to become conditioned to the glory. When the Holy Spirit starts to come and you feel the presence, allow him to keep coming until the four living creatures are in your house. Until you can feel the wings of the angels and the cherubim, rather. Until you can't move. I'm telling you, if you just keep being led by the Spirit, He will lead you. He will tell you to lie down or to pray. He will tell you to read a specific psalm. He'll tell you to put on a worship music. He might tell you to do something crazy like go out the front of your house and and stomp your feet. But whatever you do, you know, yield to the Holy Spirit. He will confirm His words with signs and wonders following. So this is an invitation to join the Melbourne Underground Church and to start one in your home. Now, you can continue to go to an above-ground church. I do. I'm not leaving my church. I have no protest with man. I love my church. and But I'm starting a movement of churches in Melbourne called the Melbourne Underground Church. Join our Facebook group. Join the, uh, the YouTube channels and have a look at melbourneundergroundchurch.com. As soon as we get some materials, we will connect you uh, with Warrior Church. And we really look forward to hearing from you. Don't be a stranger. Stay in touch. Make sure you find a way to, uh, to give financially if you feel led but especially find a way to contact us and and let me know that that you're going to be part of the Melbourne Underground Church. The last comment is in China, they have these state-run churches. And that is what I wrote about a couple of years ago and spoke about in my podcast is that, you know, in China, there's, there's a form of godliness but denying its power. And if you listen to what Emma Stark and Kevin Zadai and Lana Vasa and myself have been saying, it's as though God is moving beyond the four walls of the church. And so there will be these above-ground churches where, you know, they are, they are a, a religion, you know, they're Christianity. But you see, the difference is in Christianity they're going to be debating these things. You know, is abortion okay? Is homosexuality okay? You know, what is our church position on things? And and it takes time 
and it takes away from the power of God because it's really engaging. It, and we don't have to engage in the political spirit. We don't have to engage in this. Okay, so we're not going to be distracted by this. We'll let the storm, you know, pass in the above ground churches because they're they're subject to the government and a whole bunch of other things that we're not. So I felt like God was saying in China, you know, they have these above ground churches, these these state sanctioned churches where where you can go, but where you're not really allowed to pray for people. You're not allowed to, to speak about the name and the blood of Jesus. You're not allowed to evangelize. And you're being monitored and surveilled by the communist government. Now, that is not happening in Australia right now, but we're definitely moving in that direction. And so God was saying the underground church is going to be untouchable. And it was almost like we're being persecuted in China, if you really want to be on fire for God, you have to hide the fact that you're a Christian. You have to meet underground. And so Jesus was telling me to anticipate this because the persecuted church is a great church because it grows and it's on fire. And so we're forcing ourselves into the fire. Don't you want that? Doesn't your spirit want more than just lukewarm religion. You know, we hate mixture in our spirits. We can't stand it. You know, when the church is moving in the power of God and the Holy Spirit's coming and then suddenly they have to do a, <laughs> they have to do a, a meeting leading or, or an offering and, and we've all done that, but, but we don't have to do that. In our underground churches, you are free. You don't need anyone to teach you. I just want you to seek first the kingdom of God I want you to preach the gospel of the kingdom. I want you to love people. I want you to live for the benefit of others. I want you to give money away. I want you to keep going to your above ground church. I want you to keep blessing them, keep you know, serving in there if you will. But I want you to start a church in your home because I need a thousand churches in Melbourne. When God said this to me, I thought, you know, What's he talking about? I thought he might have mistaken me for someone in India or in China where they do have thousands of churches because of the population. But this was before coronavirus and lockdown. Now it makes sense. It makes sense because there really are thousands of churches in Melbourne. There'd, there's probably a million churches in Melbourne right now because everyone's at home on their own and we can't meet. But this isn't just a response. This was this was preceding the coronavirus lockdown because you are the church and you are the pillar and the grounding of the truth. Now, a pillar holds up the next level, the second level. You are the stairway in John 1.51. You see, Jesus said, you're going to see greater things than this. You're going to see heaven opened, number one, heaven opened, and you're going to see angels ascending and descending. You are that staircase right now because you are in heaven. Paul says you're seated in heaven. The unique power of a Christian is that you're born again, which means you have a citizenship on earth and in heaven. 
only Christians have a dual citizenship. You see, angels are in heaven and they don't really influence the earth other than through the born-again Christian who declares the word. Demons don't even have a body, so they are not legally able to influence the earth. But we, as a new creation Christian, now this is how you understand the kingdom. We have a body, so we're legally able to influence the earth. Even God could not influence the earth without a body. He had to use Adam. He had to use Abraham. He had to use Noah. He had to use Moses. The Bible says God doesn't move unless he reveals it to the prophets. And he himself had to put on flesh or he was not able to legally influence the earth. Why do you think Jesus had to die for our sins? Jesus had to come back as a man to defeat the devil because only a man could take back the keys from the devil because a man gave the keys to the devil. See, what people don't realize is that Satan was given a higher position by Adam than he was given by God. When Adam fell from, when, when Lucifer fell from heaven, it was a punishment. When Adam gave the keys to heaven, to, sorry, to the earth, to the devil, the devil became a higher position than he had been even as a cherub. Because he was the ruler of this earth. Jesus said that Satan is the prince of this this age. And so you and I now are the rulers of this earth. We've been given the keys. They've been taken off the devil and given back to us. So the devil is under our feet. But for a moment in time, the devil was the ruler of the age. He was the prince of the world. He was the Lord of the earth. And so he had a legal right to talk to God. That's why the devil was able to accuse Job, because he was able to go into heaven as man. The devil went into heaven in man's place, in man's authority. The devil was able to take Adam's keys and go and talk to God face to face, and God could do nothing about it. Even though he was all-powerful, he was not going to break his word. His word was, he said, he, he said, I give the earth to man. And man was legally able to give the earth to the devil. And Jesus was legally able because he had a body. John chapter 1, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so Jesus was legally able to take the keys back off the devil and crush his head under his feet as prophesied by God in Genesis 3. Now Jesus gives us the keys. That's why the kingdom is restored, because we lost it. That's why we need the word re, those two letters, R-E. We repent, we're restored, we're reconciled, because everything we're doing now is about replenishing the earth. I want to encourage you to come into the kingdom of God. I want to encourage you to seek it first above all else in Jesus' name. Father, I bless this person, man, woman, whoever they are. They are a child of God. They are a son of God. They have the keys to the kingdom. You know what, guys? You don't need to worry. You became God's property. 
You, your phone bill is God's responsibility. Your sins have been forgiven. You're not allowed to worry about tomorrow. Why? Because God has done all of these things so that you don't need to do anything other than love him and love other people. The Christian has the most precious and beautiful life. You don't have to, the fear of death is gone. You don't have to live in torment. 90% of humans you know, are worried about dying, but you don't have to worry. You also have found your purpose. You know who you are. You know where you came from and where you're going. A lot of people wonder what's going to happen after they die, but you know. And you are satisfied because Jesus satisfies your soul. So I'm just saying we're going to be held accountable for what we do and don't do because God's going to say we had no excuse because he's taken away the permission to worry because he commanded us not to. He's taken away our permission to to think about the future because he said today has enough worries of its own. Don't worry about tomorrow. He's taken away our need to 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 worry about food and and what we're going to drink. He said to us, if we seek first the kingdom, all else is added to us as well. I want you to interpret all of this as as freedom. You don't have to worry about money. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to worry about dying. You have your sins forgiven. You don't have to hold a grudge against anyone. You are free. You are free indeed. Now, that may not be how you feel, but that is the very true reality. So you can actually let everything go right now. I'm sensing angels in implementing my word right now. There's books written about you in Psalm 139 that are coming to pass right now. God is catching some of you up. He's skipping over chapters. He's going forward in your timeline and he's going to use angels to make sure that you are right now today on track with where you're meant to be in the book that he's written about you. And and what he's doing is he's catching you up. You can choose today to believe his word. Don't hold any offense. Let everybody go. Forgive everybody. Let go of all of your worries. Let go of all of your bills. Let go of all of your plans and desires. Just put the kingdom first. Not first as in there's something coming second. No. Make the kingdom your only pursuit. It doesn't go kingdom first, then family, or kingdom first, then then spouse, or kingdom first, then mortgage. No. It's kingdom only. Jesus said, I came not to bring peace, but a sword. He said, the members of your own household will be your enemy. Don't be their enemy, but they might be your enemy and they won't know it. So you don't have to worry about anything. Why? God set it up this way, partly because he loves you, partly because that's the way it was meant to be. But he's done this so that you can focus 100% on the kingdom. Do you get it? You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about paying your bills. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. God knows your heart. He will give you the desires of your heart. If you seek him first, 
all else will be added to you as well, all else. So, you know, that car you want, that that marriage you want, that, you know, that holiday you want, just trust it to God. You can let go. You don't need to take with you the, you know, proverbial money bag or cloak. You are totally free. You have no idea how free you are. And every time you seek first the kingdom, every moment that you put somebody else first, give your money away. Buy lunch for somebody. You know, skip a meal and, and, and give it to somebody. When you don't know what to do and you're, you're flicking through Netflix, just turn it off as an act of your will and just say, you know what, God, I'm going to pray for my government for 15 minutes. You know what, God, I'm going to text my neighbor and say, I, I'm thinking of them and, and is there anything I can do for them? I'm telling you, that is Jesus. Every person you touch is Jesus. Every meal you give away, every time you pray for somebody, it all adds up. I want you to start to use your life, waste your life on the kingdom because there are angels keeping a record of everything you do. Every time you pray for somebody, every time you put somebody else first, it's going to be added to your account and you're going to get paid back in this life and in the life to come. Why don't you flip the tables on the devil? Why don't you just give your life away today? Because when you give it away, you get it back. Make a decision. Not only are you going to seek first the kingdom, but you're going to live for the benefit of others. You're going to think about other people today. In Jesus' name. Father, I ask that you, number one, seal this word. The seed of the kingdom has been sown today, Father, and it will produce 60, 30, and 100 times what was sown. Number two, God, I pray for protection around this person's mind. I bind witchcraft. I bind Antichrist, and I bind the devil. I speak to you, Holy Spirit, in their body to rise up and to bring health and life to their body. Holy Spirit, you bring life to their body. So all sickness must go in Jesus' name. And God, give them the, the wherewithal. Give them the, the aggression in the spirit to just right now to contact me, to, to send an offering, God, to join the Melbourne Underground Church and to invite other people and to start an underground church in their home. In Jesus' name, let them take action today. Lord, I pray that we would move into the season of acceleration, of implementation, and of manifestation. God, we must manifest. We must show the earth, the creation, that we are the sons of God. When we pray, God, you answer. When we ask, we receive. We move into this beautiful dance with you, Father, where every time we ask, you answer. And every time you answer, we receive joy and you receive glory. This is the divine partnership. We ask and you answer. Holy Ghost, I said we ask and you answer. So we ask the fire of God would fall like an atomic bomb on the Melbourne Underground Church, that we would burn, 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 burn with holy fire, Burn with holiness, burn with hunger, burn with the fear of the Lord, and that that fire would cause us to grow 
into a thousand churches in Melbourne in Jesus' name. Lord, let it be according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen.